This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. Shortly after World War II, there was a rabbi who was a chassid of the Munkacher Rebbe who had survived the war and came to New York to the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef Yitzhak Schneerson, who passed away in 1950, to ask him for advice on what he should do after the war. He told the Rebbe, you know, I was a chassid of the Munkacher, also known as the Minchat Eliezer, and since my Rebbe left this world already, I need you to give me a bracha and an etza, a blessing, an advice, had to restart my life because his wife and children did not survive the war. And actually, nobody from his family had survived the war. He said, Rebbe, I don't know if I'll have the strength to continue, but if I do, where should I live? What should I do? So the Friedrich Rebbe gave him a bracha that he should have the strength to continue. And he said regarding where he should settle in the world, he told him, go downstairs to my son-in-law and ask him for advice. And the son-in-law eventually became the last Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson, who at the time was known as the Ramash. And so the Munkacher Rabbi, he goes down, knocks on the door of the Friedrich Rebbe's son-in-law, and he says, where am I supposed to settle? The Rebbe told him, I heard that many Jews from Hungary are settling in Argentina. And since you're a Rav, a Rabbi, and a Torah scholar, a Talmud Chacham, and they don't have many rabbis and Torah scholars living in Argentina at the time, I'm sure that they would be very happy to have you. And if you go there, you will be successful. So taking the Ramash's advice, the Munkacher rabbi went to Argentina. And exactly as the future Rebbe predicted, the community was very happy to have this Yiddish-speaking, old-style rabbi from Europe come to Argentina. They hired him right away, made him comfortable, and he began his work. So being a rabbi, the first thing he had to do was establish a school. He also set up a mikvah and a shul and everything that the community needed. And the community was very pleased with the work he had done for them. This went on for many years. And one day, a woman comes to the rabbi and she's crying. She says her daughter, who she loves with her whole heart, met a very nice young man in college and she wants to marry him. The only problem is that he's not Jewish. And it didn't matter how many pleas and promises and threats she made to her daughter. Her daughter wasn't interested in hearing anything from the mother. The daughter said, listen, I'm in love. He's a wonderful man. And that's all that matters to me. So the mother asked the rabbi if he could please speak with her daughter and maybe convince her not to marry this non-Jewish man. So the rabbi calls up the daughter and they start to have a conversation. He tries to explain to her that even though halachically the children would be Jewish, it would be very difficult to raise them with a non-Jewish spouse, and that marrying a Jew would be much better for her in the future, and for her children, and for herself. And the woman answered all of the rabbi's questions very respectfully, but then she said, Rabbi, thank you for your time, thank you for your call, but I'm in love, and I love this man, and I don't care if he's a Jew or not, I'm going to marry him. And then she hung up the phone. And when the rabbi tried to call back, she didn't answer this time. 
The rabbi told the mother, sorry, there's nothing more I can do. And the woman left. And the rabbi is thinking to himself, how can I help this woman and her daughter? And then he remembered all those years ago when he went to the Friedrich Rebbe and asked for advice after the war. The Rebbe said he should speak to his son-in-law. And the son-in-law was now the Lubavitcher Rebbe. So the rabbi called up 770 in Crown Heights from Argentina. And he spoke with the Rebbe's secretary, Rabbi Chadakov, and he told him the whole story. And he said that the Rebbe's father-in-law, the Friedeke Rebbe, had said whenever the Munkacharav needed to know what to do, he should ask the son-in-law, the Rebbe. So Rabbi Chadakov is listening. And then the Rebbe picks up the phone, which was very rare in those days. And the Rebbe said that the rabbi should tell the young woman that there's a Jew in Brooklyn who cannot sleep because of what she's planning on doing. And then the Rebbe hung up the phone. So the rabbi said to Rabbi Chadakov in Brooklyn, what am I supposed to do with that? And Rabbi Chadakov said, what do you mean? You do exactly what the rabbi said. So the rabbi hung up the phone, and now he's trying to figure out, okay, what do I do? How is this going to solve the problem? I mean, this woman won't speak with him, so how is he going to get the message to her? And even if she does hear the message, what is she going to think about a crazy message like that? But knowing that he was a chassid, he was a chassid of the Munkacher Rebbe, and if the Munkacher was alive and told him to do something, he would do it without any questioning. And knowing that the Lubavitcher Rebbe was a great tzaddik, he was going to fulfill the instructions without trying to understand the meaning behind them. And so he called up the young woman, and to his surprise and shock, she actually answered the phone. And knowing that he only had a few seconds to get her attention, he said to her, Listen, I received a very important message for you from New York, and it will only take a few minutes for me to give it to you. Please come to my office as soon as you can, so we can discuss the matter. And the woman said she would come in around half an hour, and she actually showed up. So the rabbi says to her, please sit down. He said, you know, after we spoke on the phone previously, I wasn't sure what to do. So I called a very special rabbi in New York, and he told me to tell you that there's a Jew in Brooklyn who cannot sleep at night because of what you're planning on doing. And hearing this, the woman became very angry, and he said, Rabbi, now I know you're a liar. You just tricked me. I don't even know why you wanted me to come here. You are a liar and there's nothing more to talk about. And she gets up, and she's about to leave. The rabbi says, what do you mean I'm a liar? What are you talking about? She said, I don't know any rabbis in Brooklyn. I don't know any rabbis in America. So what are you talking about that there's a rabbi in Brooklyn who can't sleep at night? No rabbi in Brooklyn knows me. This is all a big lie. So the rabbi didn't know what to do. So he said to her, wait a second, wait a second. Let me show you a picture of the rabbi who told me that he can't sleep at night because of you. And he left the room for a minute. Went to his office and came back with a framed picture of the Rebbe. And showing her the picture, he said, This is the rabbi. This is the rabbi in Brooklyn who can't sleep because of you. And when the woman saw the picture, she started shaking. She said, That's the rabbi? And the Munka Jaravi said to her, Yeah, why? Why all of a sudden does the picture make an impression on you? She said, for the last few nights, I've had a dream every night. And this man came to me in a dream, and he told me not to marry the man that I'm engaged to, warning me of all the terrible things that might happen to us if we got married. And I never saw that Jew before, and I didn't know who he was. So I just ignored the dreams. But now you're telling me 
that you spoke with the Rebbe himself, and he told me that there's a Jew in Brooklyn who can't sleep because of me? She said, now I know that it's not just a dream, but there really is a Rebbe who cares so much about me that he can't sleep at night. So she broke up the engagement, and a year later, she married a Jewish man. They had beautiful Jewish children and raised their family in the same shul that the Munkacher Rav had set up, all thanks to the advice of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, the rabbi in Brooklyn who couldn't sleep at night.